Clinical Department at Obstetrics and Gynecology Unit for KwaZulu-Natal Department of Health. I know I ambushed you on, on this, Dr. Moran, and I really appreciate the time that you've taken to speak to us. Yes, and good afternoon, Tepisa, and uh, good afternoon to the viewers. So let's talk about uh, stillbirths and miscarriages. Why is there so much silence shrouded around this, this subject? Yeah, well, I think that's a good question. And, you know, I just want to commend you yourself um, on uh, coming out with uh, your story um, in the public arena because, as you've mentioned, uh, people don't usually talk about stillbirths and probably even uh, less so about miscarriages. And I think um, without any particular reason, it, it's a sort of a taboo uh, subject. And as you say, it's very awkward for other people meeting you to, to know what to say when they realize that you had a stillbirth. And I think um, you yourself, having had a stillbirth, realize that it's awkward to, to explain to everyone what has happened. So um, I think uh, it just doesn't really get mentioned very much. And um, although the... The grief that is suffered by the woman and the family who have um, suffered the stillbirth um, may be just as intense as somebody who, for example, loses a child or a newborn baby after you know uh, the baby is born alive. Um, uh, people don't seem to uh, pay so much attention to the stillbirth, and I think even at an international level, um, there's been a lot of um, talk about. Um, something called the Millennium Development Goals, which actually um, the, the target was for 2015, where um, in the health sector there was a lot of focus on reducing uh, death during pregnancy of the mother, maternal death, as well as um, death during childhood. Um, but somewhere uh, um, in, in between, the stillbirth didn't really get mentioned. And so... Um, I'm not sure why um, they haven't been given the attention that they deserve, but I think it's certainly a good time to start mm. talking about it. And I think internationally as well, I think that's been recognized um, uh, by people like the WHO and so on, but we, we mustn't ignore stillbirths anymore. Um, there are about two and a half million stillbirths that occur every year in the world, and um, it, they have a great impact on uh, the families who suffer the stillbirth. Mm. Even uh, within South Africa, there are many thousands of stillbirths that occur every year. And because you don't hear about it very much, people who haven't come across um, uh, somebody who's had a stillbirth or who, haven't, who don't know somebody who's had a stillbirth probably think it's quite a rare problem. But actually, it's can not you, really a rare problem at all. Can it's, you it's take us through that, problem. The, the, the differences between the pregnancy um, losses? Because I was told I had a fresh stillbirth and I didn't even know there was such a thing as a fresh stillbirth. Mm. Well, um, in, the, in, the, in the medical field, we, we differentiate different types of stillbirth. Um, and stillbirths are usually, well, let me, let me just say that the baby can die in the mother's womb before birth. And if it happens very early, let's say in the first half of pregnancy, because the pregnancy lasts about 40 weeks. So if it happens in, within the first 20 weeks, then that's what we would usually call a miscarriage. And um, if it happens above 20 weeks, and especially closer to the time when um, the baby is expected to be born, then you know um, it's coming more to a stage where if the baby had been born alive at that uh, gestation, the baby would have um, been big enough to survive. So those are the ones that we usually call the stillbirths, more in the second half of pregnancy. And 
out of the stillbirths, um, we sometimes refer to fresh stillbirths and macerated stillbirths. The fresh stillbirth is the baby that has died shortly before it is actually born. Mm -hmm. So maybe within a day or within a, f a few hours before the baby is born. And um, as, as might be expected, when that baby comes out, the baby looks like a normal baby. You know, In it fact, looks like... Uh, 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 just the same as a, a live baby would look, just that the baby doesn't cry and, and doesn't have any signs of life. And so just to interrupt you there, Dr. Mora, for yeah. me, I think that was what was so difficult to deal with because he was warm. He he still had a half smile on him. It's just that his yeah. eyes wouldn't open. Exactly. So um, that's a baby where we really would think that there was an opportunity um, to save that baby from, from dying in, in, in the uterus. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the baby died and, and the delivery occurred soon afterwards. So um, that, that's what we call a fresh stillbirth. And that's to be differentiated from what we term a macerated stillbirth. That's a bit of a technical term, but it basically refers to the fact that the baby's body has slightly started to decompose due to having died some time before the baby actually delivers. And when that baby delivers, the baby, you know, obviously uh, doesn't look like a... a a healthy baby at all at the time of birth. But um, let me say that that doesn't necessarily change the grief that the mother would suffer. Mm. I mean, in either case, um, uh, the grief may be um, very severe and prolonged. The difference with the um, baby that's died in the uterus and then some time passes before the mother delivers is that um, if that's diagnosed, then that's discussed with the mother before she delivers and she has some time to, to sort of um, uh, come to terms with the news and maybe would um, be able to discuss it with the family and ex try to explain what's happened and try to get some information from the doctors as to what could have happened. And that will all, there will be some time for that before the baby actually ends up delivering. Let's talk about the causes. I've got an SMS here. It's uh, from JT Money saying that my wife and I went through four miscarriages only to learn that she was suffering from cervix that can contain its treasure. Today we have uh, three wonderful souls at home. Congratulations to you. But the question is, why do they occur? I see from researchers that half the time doctors don't know the reasons why people uh, have either miscarriages or stillbirths. Yeah, um, well, there are plenty of different possible causes. And let, let me just say at the start, the miscarriage where um, the woman loses the, the fetus or the baby very early in the pregnancy, um, that is a very common occurrence. So um, probably about one in seven pregnancies will end in a miscarriage. So if anyone thinks that um, they're suffering alone, you know, with, with something that's... Uh, quite rare, and that, that's not true at all. Miscarriages are very common, um, but they, happen, they, they tend to happen early. And, then, and the most common reason for that is probably there's something um, that's not right with that particular um, fetus. You know, it hasn't developed properly. There's some kind of um, congenital abnormality, for example, that, that has happened in the, uh, in the development of that fetus. And so um, it's not a baby that was likely to, to get bigger and... and uh, uh, grow to uh, as a normal baby. So um, it's a sort of body's natural uh, process of, of um, uh, delivering that um, abnormal uh, fetus at a very young stage um, before it's developed very far. Um, and then um, there are other causes of miscarriage. I think as the, the, the people that had um, communicated with you just now, um, 
it's not very common, but sometimes there is a bit of a weakness in the cervix at the bottom of the uterus, and it can be what we call an incompetent cervix, which um, will tend to open much too early in pregnancy and release the baby mm. before it's, it's ready to be released. So um, that is one case, but one, one cause of um, miscarriage, but usually later miscarriages, more towards the middle of pregnancy. Um, and um, if we move on later in pregnancy, then there are a whole range of different causes. And um, obviously, whenever there's a stillbirth, there is a particular cause for that. But as it happens, sometimes um, the doctors or the health attendants can't actually, um, despite investigations, identify what caused the stillbirth in a particular pregnancy. But to go through some of the common um, examples of causes, one is infections of the fetus. And um, I'll give you an example of, a, of probably something that most people have heard of um, is syphilis infection. Mm-hmm. So that is actually a, a sexually transmitted infection, which is um, not uncommon um, in many countries, including South Africa. And so the mother can uh, contract syphilis either during the pregnancy or she may have contracted it before the pregnancy. And unfortunately, that syphilis infection um, is an infection which transmits um, through the blood, through the mother's blood, into the fetus. Okay. And when the fetus gets infected by that syphilis infection, then that affects the baby very severely, and um, and the baby can die um, inside the inside the uterus. Now, um, I just I just mentioned that because that's one cause which we can treat. Because if the mother comes to antenatal clinic early. Um, it's routine to do a syphilis test. And if we find that she's got syphilis, then we can treat her. And the treatment is very simple. It's uh, one of the oldest antibiotics, penicillin. And if the mother is treated uh, fully with penicillin, then that treatment will also go through to the baby and the baby can be cured and be born healthy. So, Dr. Moran, unfortunately, um, we're going to have to leave it there. But I, I really, really do appreciate uh, your taking the time to speak to us and educate us about some of these things. Uh, so here's something you probably didn't know, that uh, it's a routine checkup for you when you're pregnant to have a syphilis test uh, to check for one of those. Uh, the main causes of some of these stillbirths and childbirth complications, as you heard him say, maternal infections and pregnancy, maternal disorders, fetal growth restriction and congenital abnormalities. So that there's Dr. Neil Moran. He's uh, head of clinical department at the Obstetrics and Gynecology Unit of KwaZulu-Natal Department of Health. Well, there you go. We've opened the door. We started the conversation. Let's continue the conversation. Call us, SMS us, tweet us, uh, whichever way you would like to help us break the silence on this matter. Traffic on SAFM. Your trust.